is Coach MJ back on the Real Mission I'm Possible show. Today we have an author, an executive coach, and someone that I dearly, dearly believe you're going to enjoy hearing because not only is she helping other business people around the world uh, do things for about their business, but also in their personal journey. There's more to it than what's in the mind. And in fact, today, that's our topic, Mind Matters. We please welcome Dr. Sophie Nobani. Blessings. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure and honor to be on this show and uh, directed by the amazing host, Coach MJ. Much respect to you. Uh, Dr. Dr. Nabani, I would like to just uh, share with our audience, uh, first of all, when we first got acquainted, uh, when I first actually found out about you was before um, you had written your first best-selling book, which is Optimize Your Creative Mindset. And uh, we had had a chat back and forth. And then during the damn-demic, I'm going to call it, uh, <laughs> you uh, you published another book. Um, and uh, in the spirit of the colors that you're wearing today, um, it was uh, to raise awareness for women's breast cancer, I believe. Um, hide no more. Is that right? And uh, and then you have another book project that you've done, which are daily intentions. Um, And and I think you're working on some other things. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh, yes. Uh, That is so true, how time goes by so fast. So optimize your creative mindset, unleash the power of your imagination. It's a book series of three. And book two is to... Uh, God's Willing will come out by next year towards between summer and fall of 23. And it's Optimize Your Creative Mindset, Unleash the Power of Your Spirituality. And uh, in the midst of this, (laughs) the biggest pandemic we faced, uh, I was uh, president of IAA Life. uh, And a lot of artists were donating artwork for a breast cancer campaign that was uh, organized and originally funded by uh, Dr. Deepankar Roy out of India and uh, got a lot of attraction across lots of corners in the globe. And uh, I was always submitting all this beautiful artwork uh, to support this breast cancer campaign. And I wanted to do something more because I'm not an artist where I paint or draw, but I'd love to write. And so I did a poem uh, that was very empowering to women. And it got published uh, in few places. And I was encouraged by our founder, you know, to write about the journey. So I decided to make a book. Uh, Why? Because I felt it would be a reference and encouragement to those who have ideas that are useful and helpful. 
that they may also tap into their innate creative powers and uh, collaborate with others. And uh, yes, it can be done. So my book uh, ended up having a lot of areas in art therapy. It had contributing artists that were actually donating the artwork for the campaign. So some of them are actually in the book. And um, talked about, you know, some of the latest technologies of uh, cancer um, curing in the future, as well as present uh, therapies and things that are being used currently for us to go to fast resource just to open people's minds uh, who may need that kind of assistance and help and or others who may help loved ones who may be going through such hard times and um, it was a beautiful journey so both books uh, have really um, helped me grow as well in the midst of the contributions so yes more to come more to come congratulations uh, kudos to you dr dubani one of the uh, one of the sides that i take from from hearing to what you're saying today is the fact that I know uh, some of our audience don't know. And for those of you who are listening to this episode on a podcast, you're missing out on the Hollywood presentation of Dr. Sophie Novani. She's absolutely stunning, lovely. And she's sitting in her studio today, candles in the background on a piano with her books uh, as a backdrop. So it's quite it's quite wonderful to see. And it's great to see you again, Dr. Nabani. Blessings. Folks who don't know you wouldn't know how how seriously you've taken your own personal development. You've 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 dived into uh, neuro linguistic programming to the point where you became a master practitioner. You you went into EFT, uh, became a master. You've gone done all these modalities to raise awareness about your own health and your own situation, but you did it with the intention to help others. And you do this on a daily basis as an executive coach. People who rely on you also are getting this three-dimensional, maybe even four-dimensional therapy or counseling from you, which I just think is absolutely amazing um, for everything that you're doing there. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Blessings. So the question today, the question today is, Does our mind matter? Does it matter how we think? Is something true based on it being just true? Is something blue if it's blue? Or is it what we think is true more important? What's the answer to that? You know, there's many schools of thoughts and many belief systems that can uh, make a person respond Uh, each differently than another because of what they tie that question to based on their belief system, whether it is through their knowledge, experience, education, or religious backgrounds. Uh, But in my personal opinion, and through um, my discovery and some of my research, and obviously this could change in 10 years with new truths that we learn about our mind and brain because it's such a fascinating topic that uh, no matter how much we dive into we are yet to discover more which makes us really curious always to what could be more 
that we can add to help and assist in expanding our conscious perspective to things, A, and our perceptions as well. And um, yes, what we think, we, you know, we have confirmation biases and, and that is a, a fact, you know, everyone has that. Uh, if you are already made up your mind before you even listen to a person because you have maybe uh, judgment towards them because of previous generational uh, wars with countries maybe or people or tribes or uh, individuals, right? Or concepts or philosophies that you may... Before you completely surrender to fully uh, in be engaged in the listening process, in the listening process to understand with compassion and then respond uh, to get to that level of communication, of dialogue, uh, it's not a one size fit all because we all meet each other at different roads and levels of life, and once we are aware of that truth, we are able to regulate our emotions and responses in a much more grounded manner and mature outlook to outcome that can generate better results for the overall of a situation. So with that, going back to it, yes, we have our conscious mind, our subconscious mind, our superconscious mind. We have, you know, a lot of uh, factors that contribute to how we evaluate our uh, situation internally through our own processing and then come out and project out of what we think of it or discuss or say about it. So what we think matters, and absolutely, it is very powerful. The mind is where everything really starts from. And once you're able to understand the language of how you speak to self or command a subconscious mind or understand that language, then there is much easier ways to communicate with yourself and others as well. Wow, that's such an elaborate answer that I, I hope that our audience appreciates the depth that you explained that to. And, and I want to just try to take advantage of your expertise while you're here on the show. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's something in our society that happens. You mentioned listening, and you also mentioned generational or preconditioned judgment um, that comes into play very often in conversations where people are not really listening, but they're they're more waiting to come up with a better answer so that they can get through um, instead of just listening. Uh, but there are people in our society today, people that we know every day, even in relationships, who go through this self-sabotage uh, they, they don't even want to know. They don't even want to learn um, because they've already made up their mind that everything is dark, that everything is bad, that they're just not lucky, that this is happening. How could you 
How could you shake somebody out of that? How could you, how could you cold shower them into a, a new perspective? You know, um, we have the rational mind, the irrational mind, but now the there's the new era of the transrational mind. So uh, that is when 20 years ago we talked about meditation or lucid dreaming or astral projection. People would laugh at you or would, you know, think that you're woo-woo or something out there. And uh, because it's either black or white, it's something that is given, you know, whatever it is that you know, if it's a fact and it has an evidence, then it's real. Uh, but if it's supernatural or if it's metaphysical or if it's energetic, then we tend to have more judgment. Those judgments come back from a lot of, you know, cultural, religious beliefs and more. Um, and it's normal because this we see the whole world uh, it, you know, when you really want to dissect and talk to a crowd uh, from the terminology they use and uh, the way they analyze things and explain them, you can tell on what level they are. And no matter how good or great their educational levels may have been in areas of books and learnings, when it comes to uh, spirituality, belief systems, and religion, uh, it's going to influence a lot because that is 95% of the language that the mind is processing is subconscious. And subconscious language is more uh, what creates our habits because it's embedded. It works by default constantly because you are living in a conscious moment which is right now thinking of future or past but when you're on the unconscious it's really a lot of things that have been passed on to you basically programs that you did not install yourself yet subconsciously you behave and you act because of its influence so once we are aware of that, just like people with anxiety and panic attacks, you know, uh, the cortex, well, how it works in the brain and the amygdala, the, you know, f um, fight or uh, flight uh, response, when you know that the orders and the commands are going in from from such resources and the story that is being played under an attack when somebody's going through it. Um, if we can change those type of stories, which we can, and people are able to reprogram just exactly the way they are programmed. But once that is really aware, uh, is an awareness to that individual, and there's a desire for it, there is so a people, willingness to learn. Could actually be, is it true? People could actually be victims of an accidental poisoning of their programming? Um, they, you know, they could absolutely be because of the environment. It influences a lot of the mindset. And what is repeated constantly or consistently to one's brain, it becomes embedded that if you actually use it in a positive form, it can shift and change your life in a good way. So if you keep saying, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, and you want to program your brain in that uh, affirmation, and, but, you know, and then you start hearing it with your own self internally, 
But then you start saying, I'm happy, but then now you're actually trying to feel happy or do be around things that make you happier. It's going to become more natural for you to transition and transform into that new energy or mindset that you're inviting in. But this is a great conversation here because it makes me and leads me to, to think about the medical profession today when a pharmaceutical company wants to get approval for the latest uh, drug for this particular malady, it has to go through, you know, FDA approval. And one of the processes, as I understand it, is they have to do blind tests with placebo medication. And placebo simply means that it's not the medication at all. It's a, it's a fake medication. It's powder of nothing. There's no chemical compound that could be a cure. And yet some people who do take that placebo medication uh, find a cure. And that uh, is very, very intriguing. Something that 400 years ago would have been blasphemous to even have a conversation about that. And then as our culture, society, print material, education, all these types of freedoms that we've had to discuss things have aired, we're now able to have this conversation with you today uh, without without any fear of repercussion because we consider ourselves to be an open-minded society. And open-minded is exactly the point. How, why does placebo medicine work in your opinion? You know, there's also the nocebo effect as well, right? Placebo as well. And it, all it is uh, because we have the ability to redirect the chemistry of the way our neurotransmitters in the brain are working through neuroplasticity. And when we are aware that you are able to actually work with that, the way you are drinking your water, eating your food, digesting it, it starts working internally different than let's say when you're angry eating or when you're aware and you're mindfully eating uh, with intention to nurture the body, to connect with how you feel, to, you know, listen, you know, listen to your body. How is my stomach feeling? Let's say on a very basic level, if you want to take all the energy work out and all the, you know, supernatural effects and the, all that stuff that some people might not really dive into. How about really being in tune with self? You have a soreness in your neck. There's a difference when you try to really understand how is your neck, how does the neck work? Where are the bones? Where are the trigger points, the acupressure points that you can actually use to help release tension within your own body? You know, and, and, and that's going to be a mindset when, like you said, as a base, an open mindset. If we have the, you know, your toes can actually help your sinuses because of your nervous system inside. Your vagus nerve in the body, when it's inflamed, is going to create, uh, you know, pain, uh, soreness, and so forth. So how about if we learn how to uh, relax that and have it more coherent uh, with our breathing, our mind, and, and have that all in alignment? How do you think the outcome is going to project? Because of that, 
yes, we are able to really do a lot more than we even imagine or think. That's why when you see people in war, there are people who really are, are so resilient because their expectations and their training, their mental toughness of what could happen and how they could respond and what to expect is a lot more in depth than, you know, a civilian that is not. You see, when you are under waterboarding and you're under that type of training and patience and, and, and you know, toughness, your brain already knew that you could survive it. If something happens where you get thirsty because you're in a desert and you guys ran out of something, you'll probably be able to uh, tolerate that more than a person who isn't, who could feel like they're dying and literally could pass out and faint and die faster just because of all the anxiety that was created in the brain because of the unknowing or untraining or the mind not being able to, to really comprehend that they're able to overcome that. There is a lot we don't know. I think that was something that one of the Greek philosophers said, something like, what I don't know, I don't know, or something to that effect. Uh, tell us what you do know about the business uh, mind today, uh, these clients who are using your executive coaching services. The guy's got a $52 million deal. He's getting ready to close. Um not getting along with his wife. Uh, he's got some problems with the, some of the employees. He's got lots of headaches, not sleeping very well, needs to close this deal. He gives you a call in the traffic. So, Dr. Sophie, it's our time. What's going on? Here's a problem. How do you solve something like that? I, I always like to, I work a lot with brainwaves and, uh, you know, what, with time and training uh, with people, once you get them to a level where they are uh, more relaxed, uh, so they're in a state of more surrender after they vented and all the angers out and everything else that, that is not working in their life, and them hearing themselves talk about that and letting it all out and really assisting them in creating their own internal process, which is very powerful and very empowering. So you guide, you know, I always say uh, everybody can self-lead. But, uh, you know, people who really like growth and learning, uh, they are people who not just seek mentors, but they are continually, they're students of life. They're always in that uh, mode. And when you're in that mode, what happens is that the people that you work with, uh, and you start giving them recommendations and advice, they start trusting uh, that judgment because of the work that they are doing themselves. There's nothing more uh, beautiful than you feeling empowered by using your internal and external resources yourself. So as a coach, I just feel my, my role is guiding uh, more than anything else because without them self-leading the guidance, uh, there is no results. Uh, one hand can't clap alone. So it takes uh, it, it takes both people to work together or a team, if it is you know a larger group, to work together to really get the results. But we all have to be in tuned into that, committed to results and putting in the work for that. Um, you know, for me, I gauge their energy, where they're at and what they're saying. 
And then I put that into uh, knowledge and modalities that I know. And then from there, I get give feedback, recommendations, and advice. And that has worked so tremendously because before taking on a client, I always like to do a deep discovery coaching session to really know what they're about and to make sure that I'm a fit to uh, helping them as well, you know. Uh, and uh, it's it's really nice when we get to that, uh, you know, line where results are happening and and that's really the most important thing about doing anything you love is to see that it actually is helping others as well. I've certainly heard some raving reviews by some of the clientele that you've served. And I myself have just, I've had an incredible experience with you on the holistic health side of things, which is going to be a reveal, a big reveal in a, in a new book soon. So Thank you for your input there. That's just an exceptional, what an exceptional contribution you are to this world, uh, Dr. Dabani. Before we uh, leave this show uh, on this episode, uh, apart from your laughter yoga, apart from you serving on so many different committees and uh, organizations, there's some university thing I just saw that you're involved in. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, Leadership and Innovation University, it's uh, out of Dubai, and uh, I was appointed as a dean, so uh, I'll be looking over the academic, uh, you know, it's it's just, I love the education field, I have an honorary doctorate in letters, which is education, and I really feel that people, when they have right facts or knowledge, it gives them a base to grow from wherever they're meeting in their lives, uh, that information. So um, I really feel that that is the true power that is going to help the world globally to really uh, evolve, but evolve a little bit in, in better ways than what a lot of us are seeing uh, because of the times of uncertainty and uh, people become a little bit more nervous, insecure, and desperate in their actions. And they're really not operating uh, from an area of calmness, which is a lot better for them, unless you're in a death situation, you know, life or death, where you have to really, you know, respond fast. But it's really wise to be able to walk and talk from that space. And I feel that contributing in that area is uh, very, very, um, you know, heartwarming for me. So I'm very excited about that as well. Well, congratulations to you. And I'm sure it will be a, an amazing success. Any any other reveals that you would share on this show or are you holding all your good stuff back until the new year? <laughs> Uh, you know, in, in uh, last year, I, I had uh, my goal set uh, prior and in the midst of uh, the year, uh, I had some opportunities and uh, I decided to actually um, get involved. And they were amazing because they really got a lot of uh, new awareness to my life and, uh, you know, knowledge, I would say. So no matter what I plan, uh, I always say remain flexible and adaptable yet. Don't get sidetracked away from your goal. But if you're able to uh, sustain uh, your your goal settings uh, in 
be always flexible because sometimes opportunities knock on our door, not when we're expecting them to. Uh, but uh, keep in mind to make it aligned with your own principles and, and values because it will be a lot more pleasurable while you are putting in the time, effort, and work. Uh, so for now, you know, other than the books and, and uh, the new role at this university, as well as, you know, a few things with coaching and collaboration, uh, more to be revealed in the, in the near future. You heard it first from Dr. Sophie Nabani, been a guest on our show today, and she's just basically summed it all up, folks. Stay open to the possibilities and the rewards could be endless. Thank you so much. It's been a great honor for us here. Dr. Sophie Nabani, you can follow her. We'll drop the links into the show and on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Optimize Your Creative Mindset is a bestseller. Look for it on Amazon and bookstores everywhere. Blessings. Thank you. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you so much.